Hey everyone, this is Michael Cox with Black SC Magazine, and we're back with another Behind the Business. Today, we have the honorable pleasure to have Chef Quentin Austin of Louisiana Purchase. Yes, yes, welcome, welcome. Thank no, you for having me. No, thank you. So, Chef, you've been in San Diego for, what, two years now? Two years. Two years. How has the journey been? And you weren't just a chef at Louisiana Purchase and co-owner. You also are a part of a restaurant group, and you've made menus for some of the places that people don't even probably know. Yes, so... I mean, first of all, the journey has been a blessed one. Like, I've been feeling, like, really, really blessed. I'm honored, you know what I'm saying, to be here, especially coming from uh, where I come from, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't really make it, you know, and that's, you know, it gives you a, a humble vision, a humble experience, and it makes you look at life differently. So coming out here, um, yeah, the plan was to, like, uh, do different restaurants and open different restaurants. Like, uh, we got Miss B's Coconut Club, um, I had the pleasure of doing the menu for them, uh, which is part of the Grind and Prosper umbrella. Um, uh, Park 101, uh, doing the menu for them, or redoing the menu for them, and uh, trying to bring, like, more flavors into, you know, everything that they was doing there. Um, had the op had the opportunity to open up Whip Hand. Um, and then from there, we went on to uh, Louisiana Purchase. So. Wow. You have brought a new flavor and spin because San Diego is kind of very particular on things. And so to break it out where Louisiana Purchase is always busy, Miss B's Coconut Club, you could tell the difference in the menus because San Diego's either tacos or brunch. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. And then that's that's something I just didn't want because, like, when I first came, it was like, man, it was like, oh, you know, we're going to go hit up these taco places. And everything was taco, taco, taco. And I was just like, man, San Diego could be more than just tacos. You know, and then that's all everybody was all focused on. It's like they have great uh, Mexican food. So I was just like, yeah, but, you know, when everybody speak, like in other areas, they speak about like culinary, um, like culinary staples or, culin or cities that is has thrived for, for culinary success. And I think of like Michelin Star, James Beard Awards and stuff like that. And, I mean, New Orleans is always at the top of the list, either at one or two, and that – the interchangeable one or two has always been San Francisco and then LA. So it's always been San Francisco, LA, New Orleans, Houston. Yeah. So those have been like the main spots is like culinary, like geniuses. So I was like, man, well, if you talk about like the big, let's say like the big three cities in, in California, like San Diego don't never get no love. Like they don't, they don't get, no. No, they don't, they don't get no 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 they don't get no James Beard look only like one Michelin star I believe and that's Addison and I'm like you know what's going on it was like well you know you know they they come and they go you know and it's like dang I was like well we got to do something to change that so that was the mind frame when we opened we had purchased like we want to change it we want to bring uh more people more people here to look and see what we're doing you know and like the first step was that when we got Forbes to come here we got Forbes to come to San Diego we got. Uh, different people in LA to come to San Diego and just we wanted them to come and check us out and see what we're doing here because there's a lot of great places here yeah so nice so you guys are really like leading the trail <laughs> for that um <clears throat> you said one thing and you know I'm from LA so LA is always you know we have to be the best we have to be on top always. we have to always be yeah. progressive you know my mind <laughs> we have to do it do you feel like that's one thing that sometimes cripples um San Diego chefs are sometimes business owners in the food industry that they don't know how to really think about leading the charge. Like they're just kind of focused on the day to day. They're just happy to make a profit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think a lot of things what, what handicaps them is like they come, they, they come from like, well, this is like this and this is like that, or it's too high or it's too that. And it was like, well, if I look at LA and say like, 
LA is successful and LA is like a, a small margin higher than San Diego is like, I mean, why don't you just do, you know, do what they do? And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then like put all your eggs into the basket and try to buzz ass with it. And, but it's like a lot of them don't really see it like that. They just see it as like, well, if I survive the day, you know, I can live to fight another day. day. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, for me, it's like, man, I, I want to, I want everything to be the best. I want everybody to see what we're doing. You know, I want to attack social media. I want to, um, I want to try to, you know, get in good with all the, the media people, the newspapers, um, you know, Troy Johnson, San Diego Magazine, Food and Wine, uh, San Diego Food and Wine, like all that, like come see what we're doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That helps us propel to other places. Mm-hmm. So, oh, definitely. You know, I love that you guys do have, like, you have a good, good team, you know what I mean? Especially for um, Black Z Magazine, we always see a tag or something to share. And I love that because your team is really about the community and they really and they really take it to the digital aspect, you know? And I love that it's always like, hey, this is what we're doing, you know? And it's organic, you know? And people just love it, I promise you. Most of the replies from our own stories a lot of time when it's your food, yeah. it's just like either someone's <laughs> like, I missed it, why? And then two, I can't believe they, um, what you call it, this is the best thing ever, I have to go back. Um, you know, you do a lot with the community too. You um, you know, you really help a lot of your chefs in there. You, I know we talked one time, you said, you know, you want to make sure that they're good. You want to you want to make yeah, them up to the executive chef status. Yeah. What does that look like? Man, that stems back from home because like back home, it's like we're a brotherhood, we're a team. And a lot of times, like, we don't really, like, us as black chefs, we don't really get a lot of uh, recognition. So even back home, as many black people as New Orleans have, like, a lot of chefs are white, you know what I'm saying? And it kind of, like, it's like, dang, like, what are we doing wrong? It's like we're not doing nothing wrong. We just don't establish ourselves and try to, like, take lead, you know, and that's, like, the thing. Like, we have all these great ideas, but we don't ever really try to establish ourselves. So it's like... When I first came, as I see all these other chefs like um, Chef Kelson and Chef Josh and Lil Pete and all these other people, and it's like they're all doing their own thing separately. I mean, they doing they doing good. Like they wasn't they wasn't struggling for nothing. But my thing was like, man, wouldn't it be cool for all of us to do something together? Like everybody bring it together. They bring focus to everybody instead of like you know just everyone doing their own individual thing. So that was like kind of like my focus on that is bringing everybody together. And then from that, the funny thing about that is. It went from me trying to do that, you know, around with, like, bringing all the black chefs together. It was like, man, then next thing you know, we got, like, uh, this chef from here and this chef from there. And it's like everybody, like, yeah, let, you know, let's do something. And it's like, cool. So I get, like, hit up, like, all the time from different black chefs. Like, yeah. like oh, I'm, I'm a kitchen manager at Cheesecake Factory, but, you know, I want to do something. Like, man, cool. Like, come on, let's do something. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's the cool part of that. But, like, now I'm getting hit up from, like, like Spanish chefs and white chefs, and it's like, hey, you, can we do something? And it's like, man, yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's, it's, going, it's a brotherhood. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, man, you you work your butt off to get to where you at. You know, let's do something. You yeah. know, so yeah, definitely, definitely, it's like it's a plateau to like to bounce everybody, you know, upwards. You know what I'm saying? So everybody could see like, okay, well, this is this is the goal. This is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's not supposed to be like. Oh well, this person struggling, this person doing good, this person doing that. Everybody on their own little island. Everybody's supposed to be together, and so yeah, definitely. No, I love that, and you're thinking long term because you aren't just one off. You continuously have events where people are highlighted, you know, and you bring them out from the woodworks where people might not know. You even did something with Matt with the brulee bar, so you yeah. even bring out pastry chefs. Yeah. For you, it's yeah. just men in cooking, um, you know, in that platform because I know it's hard for them 
for people to get on those platforms for magazines, for um, newspapers, even online articles. It's hard for, you know, people of color in general to get noticed. And, mm-hmm. you know, you doing that, that's congratulations. Yeah, it's hard. As, it's hard. As hell, <laughs> hard. It's, it's super hard, man. It's like, it's really hard. I mean, that's that, like I said, that was just the plan. Like, you know, like when I first did, uh, we did San Diego Food and Wine, me and Chef Duval was the only two black chefs. That was it. That was that was that was it. There was no other black chefs. So we was like, I was like, dang. I said, where's all the you know the black chefs? Most black chefs like to do uh, home like like catering or do like um, personal chef work and stuff like that. And I'm just like, well, how can I get them highlighted? Like, how can I get them to see what they're doing, the skills that they have, so people could see them like in a restaurant style, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. I mean, that was like that was the goal, you know. Just Chef Matt, you know. You do great with the boule bar, yeah. you know. So we get all these different people. And it's like we just made magic. You yeah, know? So, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's 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 a beautiful thing to see. Like see every all the minds come together. You yeah. Know? So that's cool. And then you had your bad boys of culinary. Yes. Um, you know how that was two times, right? Yeah, we did. We did two two and a half, most oh, two. But the the makers the makers event was was kind of but kind of not. It was more makers, but I you know we wanted to kind of get that same feel. So, yeah. Definitely. Nice. Um, tell us about the um, Bad Boys of Culinary. Where did that come from? And your name, you know, one thing I love about you, <laughs> you do not mind bringing that New Orleans in your face. You know, there's no sugar coating, anything. Uh, it's like uh. you're, it's, it's, I don't want to say like, you know, I don't want to sound like those people like, you know, reporting says urban, but you really put it in your face. Like you, you bring the culture. You don't, you don't water down the culture with yeah. your food, with the names of anything. Yeah. We don't, yeah, that watering down the culture is horrible, man. I'm like, I'm like everybody know that now like you never you you should never so one thing like one thing about coming out here a funny story so i remember when i first came out here i was telling different people like man i'm about to go to california so everybody automatically assume la so yeah. like you going to la and like now nah, i'm going to san diego and everybody like san diego like yeah <laughs> i'm like yeah, i'm going to san diego they're like man what you going there for and i'm like man I'm, I'm gonna go out there you know open some restaurants do some things you know and then one thing uh like leah chase lee chase was like huh they ain't gonna really understand you and that was like one of the things that stuck with me. You know, she she died like a few years back. So one thing that you know is like they ain't really gonna understand. And I'm like, eh, you know, it'll be all right. And then when I got out here and see, like, well, sometimes they don't understand. You know what I'm saying? There's certain things that's that's not understood. There's certain things that, you know, like our cultures, like, yeah, we in New Orleans, we are like, you know, we 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 do bring it to to you. You know what I'm saying? We 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 it's it's gutter like, you know, we bring it to you, we tell you how it is, we you know what I'm saying? And we expect the same thing back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like something that we doing, I expect you to bring it to my door. I expect you to be like, hey, you know, um, the gumbo was a little salty today. I'm like, oh, we're going to fix that. Oh, you don't like the California thing where it's <clears> the, more the Yelp. so <laughs> The Yelp. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. I, I, I hate the whole like, oh, yeah, it's fine. And then they get on online and, you know, be like, oh, my God. Uh, they, <laughs> they gave me this salty gumbo. It's like, man, if I come to you and tell you, you know what I'm saying? You're supposed to tell, you're supposed yeah. to tell me back. You know what I'm saying? That, that, but that's why so many black businesses thrive in the South because we, we, we tell you like, hey, sorry, you know, I love your atmosphere, but this this could be a little bit better or you could kind of do this. You know, I'm not telling you how to run your business, but I'm just telling you as a customer, like, hey, you know, I think your gumbo should do this or I think this should do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about how you bring it to it because I'm going to bring it to anybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm going I'm to express how I feel regardless of anything. and You should express how you feel. It don't have to be online. You know what I'm saying? You could come to me and tell me straight up. You know, and if I think it's, it's, it's true or if you be like, oh, well, today this was kind of off, 
I'm going to go to that that chef, the particular chef that made it, and I'm going to be like, hey, you know, you need to fix this shit. You know what I'm saying? And they'll fix it. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I view everything. So it's just that's one aspect that's different. And then on top of that, um, another thing that's, that we kind of, like, touch on when it comes to, like, culture and everything like that is, I mean, in New Orleans, like, we like to see our businesses do good. We like to see our business succeed, you know? So I was talking to another um black restaurant owner and one thing he brought up is you know nowadays they they quit to, to kill you off if one thing is wrong mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying they don't like something so they give you a headshot it was like man it's like you know before it's like okay well i didn't like this correct it you know what i'm saying and i'll come back and do something else you know and see you know yeah. what i like or try to fill you out and see what i do like like they do with the white places mm-hmm. they don't with the white places i mean i've been to Ruth chris plenty of time i used to be a, a chef of Ruth chris my state got messed up a lot of times. I went back. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm gonna give that same, you know, respect for that as I'm yeah. give to a black place. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna treat the black place different than I treat the white place. If I'm not gonna go back because of this, I'm not gonna go back because of that. McDonald's make my fries messed up every time. I never go to McDonald's again. I, I do not eat McDonald's. Yeah. They mess my fries up all the time. It's like so I'm not gonna go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna. You know what I'm saying? So it's Why like <laughs> right, right. So I'm not gonna go to like a black business and be like, oh man. I'm never going to them again because, you know, uh, my burger was messed up. Yeah. It was like, man, how many times you went to Wendy's and your burger was messed up? <laughs> you know, and no, it's good you said that because I, 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 people forget that a lot of black businesses, when they start, they start without the the basis, the um, the framework. You know, yeah. people act as if customer service is, someone, is something that's supposed to be innate. That's not true at all, all right. because a lot of times these people, if you have, um, you know, I remember we went to one um, restaurant in Southeast. Um, what is it called? Um, have you heard of Bonnie Jeans? No. Nah. It's it's like super, super quaint, like super, super old. And the service was like really, really slow. And not to like say the food's great and nothing bad about it. But, you know, when I was looking through it and maybe coming from my background in consulting, I was just like, okay, they need help here, there, there. And I'm like, you know, let me here's my card. You know, let's talk. But we don't do that, you know, with black mm. businesses. The first thing we do is we, we give them a stigma that this is how it's going to be. You right. know what I mean? True. But when it's another, our counterparts, it doesn't matter any race besides black, anything can happen will, even if it's Jamaican, we we, we make a joke. You know how everybody yeah, talks about Jamaican, yeah, you ask for extra yeah. oxtail gravy, and yeah. she looks at it, and everybody has that joke. And what we take, we call it culture. Mm-hmm. You know, we go to, you can go to a Chinese restaurant, we call it culture. Uh. But if the African-American restaurant is, you can have a waiter who maybe is not having a bad day. Maybe that's just her facial expression. Right. And then they write her off as something, you know, and then it's like, that's not fair, you know, and it's, and it's disheartening because then that's the reason why these black businesses can't survive sometimes because we write them off, off day one yeah. instead of yeah. they write they, you do write them off day one yeah. and then I think that's that's um, I, like I'm not a hundred percent percent sure if that's like a San Diego thing or not I know I went to um uh, I want to say Tasting Spoon in L A and Inglewood and I mean I talked to some of the people there and it was like you know that they didn't really have them problems yeah. so it was like it was it wasn't you know, they said, oh, we don't have those kind of issues. And it's like, oh, wow, that's, that's you know, weird. So, like I said, I don't know what that is, yeah. but it's like here, I know it's it's real big. It's, it's, a, it's a thing, you know what I'm saying? And it's a thing. And it's not everybody, but it's some people, you know what I'm saying? That, and it's just like, all right, like, man, give, give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Like, give them, give them a chance to at least give people a chance to, you know, redeem themselves or give people a chance for to make things right or, you know, tell them exactly what you didn't like, you know, maybe they could fix it, you know what I'm saying? Give him, a, give him an opportunity. 
No, definitely. And I think it is different being from L.A. myself, and I've been to Servants Bay, and it's really great. Um, yeah. they, their stuff is amazing. And I think that's a difference coming from, like, L.A. or you coming from New Orleans where I think we have a culture around food and entrepreneurship. Definitely. And San Diego does have that kind of – it's like it's growing, and but then there is no real big concentration of black businesses or the community. So I think those things kind of, like, also play into it because instead of, like, you know, in New Orleans, you guys want to build up where you're at. Yeah, here yeah. people more so want to build out. They they're ready to get up, get their bags, moving on up. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's because like New Orleans, everything like when you talk about culture, like we are like New Orleans is culture. So yeah. it's like from the time you get off the plane and you see uh, Louis Armstrong on, on the on the mural of the black choirs and yeah. and black murals everywhere, and then the different streets and the different everything is like Creole black. French, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's like heavy culture, heavy heavy culture. And I and I know I talked to a lot of people about this before. It's like, like everything that New Orleans do is surrounded by black. It's black, er, like everything we do, black people built, black people made. You know what I'm saying? From even like from Yakamin to any whatever you may say it is, like we did that. Coming here, it's like, what do we have? And it's like, what 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 do we have that we could really say is ours? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like my first my first day in San Diego, like we riding around. And I'm like, man, I was like, there's there's nothing. They took me like to Southeast and all these other places, and I'm like, man, it's like even there, it's like everything you can still see the, the you know it's it's Spanish Spanish culture. Everything mm-hmm. is like Mexican culture and stuff like that. They gave one mural of Dr. Martin Luther King on Martin Luther King Freeway, yeah. and it's like. All right, and you got uh, something else, but I was like, man, it's like there's nothing here that's like, like for us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you, we have to make things for us. We have to establish things for us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'll be, I look, that's how I look at. It. I look at it as like coops, uh, surf and soul, bole barbecue. That's for us. Yeah. We got to protect that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. Like yeah. I don't, like me like that. But that's how we. That's how we rock. Coming from New Orleans, like I don't care. Like we're gonna protect it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We gonna we gonna we gonna protect it for for all we can. You know that's where that's where you know if I, if I want barbecue, that's where I'm gonna go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I do want soul food, that's where I'm gonna go. Like like we gotta you know we yeah. gotta hold them and we gotta look out for them. You know what I'm saying? That's just the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We like like um I know in New Orleans we have a we have a saying like hide the sins from our hide the sins of our brothers. And it was like, damn, that's you know, something big. It's like, yeah, like I went here and I didn't really like, you know, they they catfish or they yams, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not gonna blast my body. Yeah. I'm gonna just go go back, I'm gonna get the chicken next time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I mean that's how that's how we that's how we get down. You know, that's but that's how we also thrive our businesses. Mm-hmm. So no, I love that you said that about like naming all these other places, you know, because honestly, that's why I created the magazine because <clears throat> come, I've, I've worked with so many in partnerships with like all the different magazines out here and radio yeah. stations and anything that was black that was highlighted was always one off. You know, it was like if if you if you fit what they needed, you know, if it was like something maybe culturally or if it was just something that was thrown their way. I said, what about the times when, you know, we come from the era when we had Essence, Jet, you know, yeah. where yeah. it was vibe. We had these things where it was like, why can't you just see um, black people? But at a good quality, you know what I mean? Because sometimes that's a problem. We feel like we have to always support black just because it's black. It's like, no, but you have to make sure you're supporting black because you really want to. You right. know, and I tell people all the time, don't just support because it's black because then that's not fair. You know, because if I only support you because you're black once and I come, I'm support Louisiana Purchase once, that didn't do anything for you. That just right. 
I, 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 that's more performative, you know what I mean? And, and it's so important that we learn to like really, really support. And like, if I say support, if you know what's on someone's menu, you know, you know, all the places you name, you know, what's on their menu yeah, because you support. But if you had some people, they probably would be like, oh, yeah, I know it's chicken or something. You're like, no, what type of chicken? This what type? Yeah. <laughs> what they what they really got going on? <laughs> is you it cornmeal in the batter yeah. or is it just flour? <laughs> man, t- man, look, man, that's 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 the honest guy. Like, that's true. You heard me? Like, man, we got You got to. You got to. And that's like even when we get people that come in, like now to the point like Louisiana Purchase, we get. Out of towners like crazy. Yeah. Even when we first opened, it was out of towners. It wasn't start, locals didn't really start coming to like later in the game. Mm. Like we was getting military and southerners, and wow. then locals started coming towards the beginning of the year, and then all the way to that Mardi Gras party, which was booming. That's when like everybody was like, "Whoa, what this place is?" You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was right before COVID. They were like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" You know, because we was having like comedy night, we was having brass bands, jazz bands, we was doing all kind of stuff. We was stepping, so everybody was like, "Man!" And then everybody started taking notice, and it was like, "Oh, I want to go." Then COVID hit, and a lot of places still trying to shake back from COVID. Like we're not a hundred percent going. You know what I'm saying? We just seventy five, eighty. You know what I'm saying? But it's still like we're trying to. You know, everybody's trying to get through this whole COVID thing to get back to being what we were. You know, before everything popped off, and that's why. But like. But now, like we get a lot LA people, we get a lot of LA people. Man, I got I got people from this uh, lady uh, Chelsea. She come down once a week, drive from LA just to come <laughs> to Louisiana, purchase for food, and then she drive back to LA. You know, we get people like that, and you know, and I tell people all the time when you come, like, oh, you gonna stay? Like when my Paul Pierce, not Paul Pierce, um, Paul George came. Paul George came, and I love everything. I said, man, look, if you stand, you know, in the morning. I'm I'm shooting people in different directions. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you stand, but look, man, um, breakfast bitch, you know, is over there. Yeah. If you want to get some breakfast before you head back to LA, man, just you hit them up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that's that's how like I look at it. It's like people come and it's like, hey, you know, like uh, we had this group from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. They came. It's like, man, what's what's some other good spots? Man, I gave them the whole rundown. Yeah. <laughs> I gave them the whole. I, I gave them. I gave them the whole run. Like, man, look, yeah. man, you could go to um. Uh, Mississippi, uh, Bankhead, you go to Rocksteady, you could go to here, you could go there, man. Look, they got this little place over here. You know, I'm, I'm making sure that I'm giving them the rundown of us first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Before anything else. And it's like, I feel like that's important because we keep everything to us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There is no, man, I, I don't, I, at least I don't look at it as like competition. Like competition for what? Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, you got you and uh, what, uh, what, let's shot callers or whatever. Yeah. Something. I was like, man, no, ain't no competition. I'll send somebody to shot callers too. You know, it, it is good you said that because I believe that too with the magazine. That's why um, we did the awards, you know, and it was right. like, you guys honestly by a landslide when it came to um, like, you know, Creole occasion. But that's what I wanted because I, I, I kept thinking and and it resonates what you're saying. Like when Issa Rae said it and people were mad when she said, you know, I'm rooting for everybody who's black. Yeah. And I said, the only way we can always root for anybody who's black is if we create a platform or we create awards where everybody, somebody black is going to win. You know what I mean? Even then we had a couple people sometimes like when um, some of the, um, like on Facebook, oh, this sounds racist or something and different things. I'm like, it's, I was like, it's not racist. It's because you won't highlight these people anyway. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? No one's looking for them. You know, exactly. no one's checking for for LP until it's on Forbes. Yeah. But what happened before Forbes? You know, what where was the foodie or the critic looking like, you know, for the next iron black chef? You know what I mean? Right. No one's doing that. So that's why I do appreciate what you do and how you guys do it. Even then, when you first started, there was a couple of things. You know, some people were saying you guys weren't black owned because you were co-owner. And then 
people were sometimes sketchy about the prices. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. So the funny thing about that is, like, when we first even came, like, to the whole, like, black-owned thing, I was like, man, relax. I am, I'm co-owner. So everyone's like, oh, yeah? It was like, yeah, get my K-1s and everything. Like, you know, <laughs> co-owner. And it was like, okay. And then I know it was like Sherry from Black San Diego was like, I don't care. I'm support. I mean, that's good enough for me. And I was like, well, like in the South is the same way. Like, hey man, if, it, if it's a black person in the head role, if mm-hmm. he if he's sitting at the table, we're going to support him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how they looked at it. And it was just like, you know, it is what it is. You know, they just blew up, blew it up from there. And it's yeah. like, man, I mean, it's cool. I mean, any questions you come ask me. You know what I'm <laughs> like, I mean, like I'm here. I'm here. Like, you know, I, I don't, I don't care. Like, you know, so. It was just like, well, yeah, well, this is what we're going to do, so cool. And then when it comes to the pricing, a lot of stuff that we get, we get from Louisiana. Um, and we get shipping tax. So, I mean, I could get stuff from here, but it's like some some of the things, like, I just didn't want. I want, I want everything to be authentic as possible. And we put that in the names. Like, I mean, we got chicken called Dookie Chase. You know, we got... Uh, lobster called the Dragos. We got dishes called the William Mays. We got dishes called, you know, all this stuff is named after places. Like, that's what people, like, some people don't know. Yeah. It's like everything on the menu is named after something. The Monica Ribeye? Monica Ribeye is named after the uh, Pasta uh, Monica. It's like everything is named after something. Yeah. So, like, I want to keep it as authentic as possible. And by doing that, I try to get the best product as possible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we come to, when it comes to steaks, I get the same steaks that freaking Island Prime get. You know, yeah. I get we get the same we get the same stuff. Yeah. You know, I make I make sure I make sure we get we have to, we all have the same like the uh, same purveyors. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We all you know it's all Snake River Farms, Durham Ranch. It's all the same. Yeah. So how come you know I could get her the same exact ribeye and I and mind you I sell mine for what uh fifty two dollars and you could go to Del Fresco. Or yeah. <laughs> somewhere else like that, and they sell theirs. They may sell theirs for sixty eight dollars, and no but, complaints, and no complaints. But I'm supposed to sell mine for thirty dollars. Like yeah. what? <laughs> this is in a two for what? <laughs> how does that work? Like yeah, how does so? How does that work? Like yeah. I, I don't understand how that. Like I don't understand how that work for people. But it's like it is what it is. You know, like I, like I said, I, I always in New Orleans we always like the freshest stuff. We like the the best product. You know, the the most. The, like, you have to pay for that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. For them big golf catfish that come on a plate, it was like, yeah, I can't, you know, how I get it, I can't charge fifteen dollars. Yeah, that. that's just how it is. So, <laughs> no, I, no, I love it though, <laughs> I, and I think it's great because you have changed the food scene here, you know. And I think a lot of people don't understand that they don't understand the mechanisms you're doing that you know really has changed it, bringing not only just black chefs together, but black male chefs and giving them a platform. You know, you're bringing more up with the restaurant. You're also bringing um, established ones together, you know, and then you're also um, putting them in front of bigger brands like Makers and Hennessy and different things that you guys are working yeah. with. So I don't, I, I want people to understand that's a big feat because most chefs are probably in the kitchen worried about what's happening in the kitchen and leaving. Yeah, so you definitely. actually taking a time and it's not easy. You're on your feet all day. You have to worry about what everybody else is doing right. and you also have other businesses that you have to worry about so, so, so sounds like a lot now yeah. yeah but that's that's the truth like yeah. i want i want as, as much exposure as possible so we are doing something with uh martel so i was like i want to be sponsored so i was like martel you know come check out what we're doing they it took makers to come in and 
blew everything out the water. And then the Martell people was at the Makers event. They're like, whoa, I like everything that everything that took place. And Martell, you know, if you go on their Instagram, you know, they have sponsors like uh they they're they're going towards more uh urban sponsors like like Quavo and Migos and all the other kind of you know, they that's who they're they're going towards. So they came and was like, Hey, you know, we would like some kind of partnership. And I was like, Man, look, I said, I want I want us to have this dinner <clears throat> and I want everything to, you know, I want it to be a real possibility. So they was like, well, we're going to have this dinner. We're going to bring all the big dogs out. We're going to bring uh, all the, the the regionals, the the main person from the Martel house. We're going to bring we're going to bring all them people, the French people. We're going to bring them all out yeah. to this dinner and we want to see what you guys do. And then we'll go from there. And it was like, man, I was like, a major company spon- like sponsor getting sponsorship from this major company is big. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of like my goal is to like get more and more recognition from the people from outside the area. You know what I'm saying? From the, from the big dogs. And, like, and the more we could get from that, it's like that's the better, you know, the better it makes us look. And then everybody else, you know, like, you know, we're open to do a lot of different things for a lot of different people, yeah. you know. So, I mean, it just it just makes everything else look good. No, I love that. Um, you know, um, and before we end, this has been great. I hope you've been enjoying yourself and I'm oh, glad yeah. to oh, yeah. share your um, story with everyone. And I love that it really is rooted in, you know, community. Um, I think that's a, the, the, the key takeaway is that everything you do, I've never heard about I, yours is always what we can do together, how we can uplift. And I think that's so powerful because it just lets me know that whenever you're thinking of something, you're thinking of the biggest impact and yeah. not of the individual aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. It's always it's you always think of the bigger impact. I mean, I feel like never think small mindedly. And that goes back to like a bunch of different, you know, a bunch of different things in my upbringing. You know, everything was always like, you know, a, a situation. And even New Orleans where, you know, everybody feel like it's every man for themselves. It was like I never wanted people to feel like that. Like I always wanted people if you rocking with me, I wanted to feel like like, you know, everybody's going to be, you know, everybody going to be well off. And that's I mean, it goes back from, like, the whole cooking experience. Like, for example, when I first started cooking in the kitchen, it was, like, that was my first – that was, like, really my first job was in the kitchen, yeah. being a dishwasher. And oh, then wow. – yeah, so then I started making, like, pizzas. So <laughs> – and then – It all started for pizza? Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the title of this. It started for pizza. Dishes yeah. and pizza. Dishes and pizza. <laughs> and then then I was, like, all right, you know, I want to um keep on doing my thing. But then when I, I, I wanted to go to school – so I ended up going to school for uh, sociology, sociology and psychology. So when I went to college, I went to Suno. So when I went to Suno, Katrina hit. So then after Katrina, um, I ended up going to, I tried to go to Southern and got into some trouble Southern, then left Southern, went to Southeastern. And then when I was at Southeastern, I was like, okay, you know, this is, you know, this is what I want to do, this and this and this. But then my heart just wasn't in it. So then I was just like, well, uh, I remember I was in, um, uh, the dorms, they put us in this, this uh, abandoned dorm building. It was closed down for like two years. Rats everywhere, just nasty, dirty, right? Yeah. So they threw us in this building. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, we quote-unquote refugees. So they threw us in this building, and then they kind of just, like, told us to behave, you know, and put a police in front of us and everything like that. So, you know, at, at that point in time, like, New Orleans wild. And, like, we in Houston, Atlanta, we wrecking stuff, and everybody, you know, they just – they don't know what's going on. Yeah. People confused. People crazy. So, even at that point, in true story, what I did was I was like, "All right, so this is what we're gonna do." So me, 
you know, and a few of my homeboys was like, man, we're going to, um, we're going to do dinners. So we got hot eyes, little plug in hot eyes, George Foreman girls and a bunch of other stuff. And we was cooking dinners for everybody that was displaced. Oh, wow. I was in there. I was in there chefing up with a, with crock pots and everything oh, wow. yeah we was making like steaks and macaroni and cheese and all that stuff for all the stuff we got from fema we was we was cooking plates so we was cooking plates for like a hundred some people oh wow. and we, yeah so we was just in there just like man come through come through and people were just coming through getting food we had people that were staying on the third floor like mind you we was we on a college campus we had half the calico project staying in the third floor they were staying on the third floor with with not even going to school or nothing they were just in there Oh, wow. Yeah, they was just they was just in there. So we was just like, man, come eat. So we was feeding everybody. And uh one of the ladies was like, Man, you should be a chef. You cook this good off of a off of a, a hot eye. And yeah. I was just like, you know, maybe I could. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> like I said, I always worked in kitchen. So yeah. I'm like, so then after that, I went to culinary school, Norris Culinary Institute, and then I started uh doing all my stuff at the culinary institute and then I just went like started working my way up like I used to work two or three jobs all of them in the kitchen all different types of restaurants because I wanted to be well-rounded yeah so I work at an Italian place I work at a Spanish place I work at a Caribbean place I work at an American place a steakhouse <laughs> and I just wanted like all the the knowledge possible so I could know how to cook anything and everything yeah. so then from there like I just kind of just kept moving up moving up moving up and then uh when I went to Ruth Chris, that's where I really found out how much money that, you know, some of these people really could make. And, oh, wow. yeah, Ruth Chris was making so much money, especially the location I was at. I was at the Ruth Chris at Harris, which was one the one on Broad, which was one of the original stores that Miss Ruth and Chris opened. So I was like, man, I said, you know what? I said, they made this much money. I was like, this, this is this is a good path to be on, yeah. you know? And then it was just like, yeah, keep it pushing, you know? So uh, Chef Vernell, which is the black chef, he was just like, you know, you got skills. You just need to keep on, keep moving. you know, keep on moving up. And then that's kind of what I did. Dang. You know? so, you know, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. So. That's good. You have this plan. You knew how to end the conversation <laughs> on a good note, huh? This yeah. is your first time to the rodeo. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, so, yeah, it was. Nice. Oh, man, this gives me a lot of, um, you know, stuff to write about, especially to accompany this podcast. Um but before we end, I have a thing called rapid fire that I love yeah. to do. So um, you get three seconds to think about every answer for this, okay? Right. So name one person who's been the most instrumental in your um, growth in San Diego. Pete. Pete. Um, favorite soul food spot to eat at? I want to say I want to say servant soul. Soul? Yeah, I like that chicken. I know. I you like, like their chicken. chicken? Yeah. Okay. Favorite Jamaican restaurant? Um, I haven't tried any. You haven't tried think, any out here? I don't think I have. Oh, why? I don't is that? think I. I don't think I have. No, I tried Rock Steady. Rock Steady? Yeah, I did try Rock Steady. Yeah, that jerk chicken was. Yeah, I tried a jerk chicken place. Okay. Favorite I tried, place that was that was like a long. Time. That was a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite place for brunch. Perfect. Okay, yeah. perfect. If there is one last question, if there is one chef you know that can go toe to toe with you with your culinary skills, yeah. who would it be? In San Diego. In San Diego, black um, man. Chef Brad. Chef Brad. Chef Brad from Trust. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Chef Brad from Trust. Most, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chef, chef Brad from Trust is yeah. He 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 do he be on. 
his stuff. You got it. He be on his stuff. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, everybody look out for Chef Brad then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chef Brad, yeah, definitely. So. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Well, thank you so much, Chef Quentin Austin. It's been a pleasure. I can't wait to share this story with everybody. And, awesome. you know, thank you for being here. I appreciate it, man. Thank you.